Hey everyone, welcome back to Sprouting Minds. This week's guest is Dorothea Taylor. Dorothea is in her 70s. She's a mother, she's a grandmother, and she's a rock star. Dorothea and I talk about her journey as a drummer, how it all started, and where she is today. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hi. Hi, Dorothea. How are you? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. Well, welcome. How are you doing today? Well, it's too early to tell because I haven't been up all that long. (laughs) Same here. Same here. Don't worry. (laughs) I am the worst early morning person ever. I am with you. I'm all for doing these in the morning because then I have the rest of the day to do things. Yes. But getting up early has never been my thing. <laughs> no, my husband, you know, doesn't bother him to get up at 6, 6.30, But I'm like, that makes the day so long. And what, what do you do that early in the day? <laughs> I woke up early. I went to a bachelorette weekend maybe two weekends ago. And for the first time ever, I woke up at like seven o'clock on my own and I woke up and I was like, well, now what? Like, we're not doing do do seven in the morning. <laughs> I sat there and then it took forever to get to nine o'clock. So we didn't do anything. I was like, this is pointless. I could be sleeping. I know. <laughs> Yesterday, I I woke up. I didn't get out of bed, but I think I woke up like 830 or whatever. My husband had already been to town, got gas in the car at Sam's or Costco, went to Walmart to pick up something he was looking for, um, went to a parts store for car, carpets and stuff, and went to the grocery store. And he was already back at 830. <laughs> he was already back. I was like, now what are you going to do the rest of the day? Why don't you save some of that? <laughs> Right, like, aren't you now really tired? I, it, ma- I, it makes no sense to me. I've never been a morning person. I don't think I ever will be. Yeah, I'm Kudos to them. I know. But see, they go to bed really early, and I don't. Yeah, I'm not good at that either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to bed early. Because, I guess, because, I don't know, I started playing in bands, like, when I was 17. And... You know, we played until from nine to one. By the time you got home, it was late. And so then you slept late the next day. And I don't know. But I did get up for school for my three children. But did I, I don't even remember. Did I go back to bed? I don't remember now. But I did do that. I did. I was a mother, you know. I have to get up and get them ready and, and get them fed before they left for school. But I don't even remember if I went back to bed. I can't can't think. <laughs> but the, the point is that you woke up, you got yeah. them ready, you got them yeah. to school, and then who cares? Because <laughs> you were yeah. probably so tired. <laughs> yeah, because my husband was at work and I was there alone. I don't know. Because <laughs> I never I never worked like a nine to five job. So you, you've I, always just been drumming, subbing in yeah. for bands, yeah. part of... Yeah. All city yeah. choir, like that's what you've been doing yeah. your whole life. Yeah, yeah. But I did, uh, I did have, I did work in a music store for like ten years, but I didn't go in until twelve. I worked twelve to six, so I still didn't have to get up early. 
That sounds like the perfect job, honestly. <laughs> I know. I went in at 12 to relieve, you know, some of them to go to lunch that had been there since nine or whatever. And so I did that for 10 years. Wow. But, you know, I never had to be somewhere at eight o'clock. So like if we're going camping or in our RV out of town, he wants to leave sometime to beat the traffic at six in the morning. And I'm like, oh, please. No. It's not then worth I'm it. Miserable. If I ever do get up at that time of day, I'm miserable for the whole day. Yeah. If right. I'm and tired. then it's like, just don't talk to me all day. So what's the point of waking up early? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd get an early flight. One time we had to be at the airport at 530 in the morning. I was like, 530 in the morning? No. It just shouldn't exist. That that early time in time. the day. I'm never doing it again. Believe it or not. I guess that's when people love to to do it because the airport was packed and the lines. But then we took a three o'clock in the afternoon flight a couple of times within the last few months. And there's nobody there in the afternoon because they've all done the early morning thing. So that's the best time to go. I agree. Fly out I, at night. I don't want anyone there. I don't, I don't want to have to talk to people. I just want no. to also be awake. Yes, me too. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> I'm going to take us back a little bit now okay, because right. you started in at like 13. Yes. But you started with the piano when you were younger. Yes, I was in third grade, so I was eight. Right. And then you eventually transitioned to the drum corps and you were one of two females to do yes. that. Yes. Wow. We were the... She was she was there when I got there to try out, and I was like, "Oh, there is a girl." So there was no problem when I went to sign up, and I wa wanted to play drums because I could see her already there, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But she was from a school that was maybe eight miles from where I went to school, so I didn't know her until then, because uh, that little school was a very small school, like out in the country, so. We got to be best friends, but so there was no question where a lot of people, a lot of females are saying, you know, they couldn't play drums. They weren't allowed to play drums and band and all, but luckily we had that drum and bugle corps. And so I started and I was in eighth grade, the, uh, the fall of eighth grade. And I, I think I quit piano because I had been doing it for like third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. So I've been doing it for six years. And so I was like, hmm, I think I'll play drums now. So I gave piano. <laughs> what, what was it about drums that made you want to switch to them and not stick with piano? I had, I think I was just born a drummer, to be a drummer. Just like my, my little, my grandson is now 13. But when he was seven or eight months old, I mean, he was young. I think he was like eight months old, we noticed. He would sit on my lap and I would bounce him and sing rhythmically you know and when I would stop I mean he couldn't speak but he would go ah, 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 and he wanted more so now I have a little grandbaby that's nine months old and she is exactly the same way so this grandson though he plays trumpet in school band he plays the piano really really well and he plays drums he doesn't t take drum lessons. He's just been here at my house 
every day after school. Well, I've had him since he was born, really, babysitting for for his parents. But he's a natural-born drummer. Whether he has drums in his own home or practices, he comes up here when he gets off the bus and jams for about 20 minutes, and he's just natural. He's a natural. <laughs> and so Incredible. I think, I think to answer your question, you know, I was just born to be a drummer. There are born musicians that have it, that just have it. And then there are people who decide that they want to play an instrument. Some of them were musicians, uh, you know, a natural born musician, but didn't realize it or didn't have the opportunity to take up the instrument until they were later. And so they catch on quicker and really love the instrument then and practice. And then you have the people that just decide to play an instrument and they're just so-so. They never really exceed because they weren't born a musician. Right. And so there's, you know, there's a difference. Yeah. I, I, I was part of the drum corps in high school and I enjoyed it a lot, but I also knew I wasn't a born musician, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It was just like, okay, well, this is fun, but it's not something that I'm going to pursue in my future. But with you, that was incredible. I also, if you were only one of two, what did your friends think? What did the community members think of that? Well, you know how when, by the time you're a girl, especially, you know, in eighth grade, you know, you, you're looking at boys and you're trying to fit in with the crowd and all. And so I had already been thinking about the drum corps or just playing drums in general. I don't think you could even join at six, sixth grade. I think that was a little too young. But uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to play drums one day. I am a drummer. I'm going to play drums. I want some drums. I want drums for my parent, from my parents for Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And so by the time I was in eighth grade, I was like, I really don't care anymore. I don't care what they think. And so I don't know what they thought when I, when I did sign up. Because then... Those group of friends from school were different than the ones that were in the drum corps. So then, you know, then I became best friends with that girl that was already in there. We're still friends to this day. She lives far away from me. She's been in Alaska for most of her life now. But we're still communicating. We're just, you know, drum friends and just good friends because we spent so much time on the buses together. So... You know, on the weekends when I did hang out with my other friends, I don't remember them saying anything negative. You know, why are you playing drums? You know, I don't remember any of that. I don't, I didn't feel any negativity with that. So it was all cool. And so my sister was six and a half years younger. So I got married at 19. I graduated when I was 17 and I got married at 19. And so I left and I've been far away from her because 1,500 miles, you know, you just don't hop in the car at all. But she joined the Drum and Bugle Corps. So I never really saw her play because, you know, I never went there that much in the summer back then. Now it's easier to go to go there. But, you know, financially to fly with our whole family and, and all back then was too expensive. 
So she plays snare drum also in in the core drum core and then they had a um what's it called when you get together and you're older and you play it's it was it's the drum corps but it's you know people that are over 21 i forgot what the technical name is anyway <laughs> so she played with them for for years i think this coming summer is going to be the first summer that they won't be together because some of those musicians, they're like late 70s, even maybe 80-ish from core when I marched back in the day. And they were the older ones then. And so they've been marching every summer for festivals, parades, and things. And I think I heard rumor that this will be the first summer that they won't be together. And it's kind of sad. I mean, it's also remarkable that it's been, Very. you know... Um, um big tradition for so many years and yeah because it's a very small town and so they have all kinds of you know different festivals just to celebrate in the summer to get out of the snow for one so much snow there during the winter this is right up up on lake superior so it's very they still have snow today they still have snow that was piled in parking lots and all is still like melting and shrinking down no i'm i'm once it says spring on that calendar, I'm so much snow. No, they've had a bad <laughs> snowstorm again like two weeks ago. So they're still getting rid of snow. So in the summer, that's why they celebrate every festival that you can think of. You know, yeah. Firemen's parades and the Blueberry Festival and just, you know, anything and they, just to get together as a community. This drum corps has always been part of that. So if that's true. It's really going to, you know, make a dent in just people's memories and spirits, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. And did you realize when you joined that that was kind of like a radical move and because there were only two females? I don't think so. No, I don't. I really don't think so. I think it was just I loved drums so much because we lived close enough to hear them rehearse. Because if you're in a drum corps, you rehearse like every day during the summer, every day. And then you're gone on the weekends. And so I could hear them. And so I would just get on my bike and ride down and watch them. And so I didn't watch anybody except the drums. And I watched all the drummers on TV. And I watched Buddy Rich every time that he was on TV. My mom and dad would even wake me up. And I was just, you know, in seventh and eighth grade and say, Buddy's on Johnny Carson, and that was, you know, at eleven thirty at night on a school night. Sleep downstairs, watch him, and then go back up, go to bed, and get up for school the next morning. So it's it was just part of me, and I just I just knew that I was going to be a drummer. You know, just a must. And I think when I married, I'm pretty sure that my husband figured, okay, she's married and she's going to have children and she's not going to play drums anymore and like all of his family all of his brothers and their wives and their children and their aunts and uncles and everybody you know they were just thinking I was absolutely crazy when I didn't stop and they found out that I was you know playing at night in bars and my husband was home with the kids I know that they always thought that I was crazy well you had a passion and good for you for sticking with it I mean and that's also a big deal because 
I feel like even now in 2022, if a, if a mom were to say, you know, I'm going to go to the bar and play drums because that's my passion. Some people would still look at them like, well, I'm sorry, you're, you're leaving the kids with the husband. Can he yeah. handle it's like, but I that's, know. that's your passion. But I never, I never got into, you know, the scene, the bar scene. I was just there playing music because that's how bad, badly I, you know, wanted to be, be in a band and play music. So, you know, I never drank any alcohol. I didn't act crazy. I did my thing. I played and then I left and went home. So, yeah. Wow. It was just something that was the only place that you could play was, you know, in bands. So when I did like the symphony orchestra for 10 years, uh, I wasn't playing in any bands then other than the symphony orchestra. And that was just you know, concerts, maybe three or four times in a year, but we would have weekly practices. And then when I started playing for different churches, when they had Christmas cantatas, and Easter cantatas and things like that. So I've been doing that, my gosh, for, I don't know, 35 years. So I, you know, I always have my foot in the door, just like uh, tomorrow I have to set up my drums at a church because the high school, one of the high schools here in Myrtle Beach, there's a bunch of them, one of them has a fantastic orchestra, string orchestra. And he has the kids just because he chooses good music. And so we're playing songs that have drum set. And so we're performing in the afternoon for a little concert, but they're using the church as a venue. And it's kind of like a rehearsal because on Thursday evening, then I will be with the the school for their uh, final spring concert, end of the year concert or whatever it's called with their orchestra. And it's a big orchestra. And he even pulls in, middle school kids seventh and eighth grade and you will not believe how good they are last year we played ashmere by Liv zeppelin <laughs> da -da -da, da -da -da, da -da -da. and they're just so good so i do all kinds of little gigs like that and then i'll play that big uh fourth of july concert and last year we had like 3,000 people just in the audience. It's like, oh my gosh. We walked out on the stage. I couldn't believe how many people were wow. there just for the 4th of July concert. And we did it two days in a row. And it's just one of those big, it's a church, but it's one of those modern day churches. So they have like a stage because they have like a rock band playing up there on the stage. So we use that venue and it was it was packed both days. And so that was a lot of fun. Wow. And you're, and it, I can only imagine being a middle schooler being called into the high school saying, Hey, come, come perform with us. And then also seeing you and seeing that, like, there's so many jobs and so many, you know, careers that people do that there's an expiration date. And it's such yes. a nice thing to see, like, a middle schooler can play with a high schooler and then play with you and play with anyone in between. And so it lets people know that, you know, like, why is that lady up there with them? But now everyone knows me. And so most of them are my million followers on TikTok and, and all. <laughs> so 
and they know that I just happen to live here. And so they're just so excited when I come. So I had to do all, like we rehearsed one day last week. I had to do some selfies with the kids and they were so excited when I came in. They were helping me with my drums and everything and they did to have me. It's so nice. It's a nice community. Yeah, it is. Instead of thinking, oh, what is that old lady doing here? <laughs> right, which which some people might think, and then they hear you play, and they're like, oh, she belongs here. <laughs> Why doesn't he just use somebody from the band? Because they have a good school band as yeah. well. Why don't they just use one of the high school kids to play drums? He, the conductor, he's like, no, I want you. Wow. So like, okay. And what made you join TikTok and social media? Because pre-pandemic, I didn't really use social media. And now I have because of Sprouting Minds. But what made you join everything? Well, about 13 or so years ago, I decided to put some things up on YouTube. YouTube was, you know, that was when it was really getting really cool. And you could just go on YouTube and find different drummers or musicians, whatever. So I did start that. And that was before my grandson, because he's only 13 now. But maybe possibly, you know, my children might have been on YouTube or something. And so I did that. And then with TikTok and Instagram, my daughter was on Instagram before. You know, I don't even know if she barely does TikTok right now. But uh, so she was doing Instagram just because she loves fashion. And so she was following those. And so then my grandson said, Grandma, why don't you put a drum video up on, t on Instagram? So I said, okay. So I did. And the first one I put up, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is fun. Because it was getting a lot of views. I've forgotten how many. But then I put up the second or third one and it had 500,000 views within like a day so then I was like okay well we got to do this <laughs> and then my grandson said he was on TikTok and because he comes here off the bus every day uh, we were looking at some fun things I said well let's look at some drummers he said so he looked up drummers and we found some cool things and he said grandma why don't you just start doing TikTok too and so it took off really fast. It was it was crazy. Yeah. And it's just it's such a nice way to connect with people. And it's very inspiring for any musician, anybody at any age can look at it and say, oh, I have a passion, whether it's drumming or not, but I have a right. passion. I can follow that and look where I where you are now. And I'm also just thinking about this beautiful relationship that you have with your grandkids now through music. Yes, yes. So the little baby, I watched her last night. She was in the bathtub and my son did a FaceTime. And he started, because he owns a dance company and he's he's very musical too. He uh, He played piano and he could sit behind the drums, but he's not a drummer. But he he has plenty of rhythm, but uh, you know his thing was dance, and so uh, so he starts singing kind of like a rap song. She just starts moving, and then she puts her little hand up, 
So she goes to the dance conventions every weekend with them because they own the dance convention. So I was asking, I'm like, well, what is with that hand? Because she sticks her hand out. She's in the bathtub standing up. <laughs> He's got his hand around the back of her just in case. But she's dancing and watching him sing and rap and stuff. And she's just so dang cute. But I know she has music in her because she listens to music all the time. Have it just playing on, you know, Alexa, play blah, 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 whatever. And so she's hearing the music. She's eating in her little high chair and she's <laughs> she hears something good and she starts moving. Be surprised if she's not musical. I already see it on her. It's so beautiful. I mean, and and the joy that you have for drums, like when you talk about it, I can tell is the exact same joy that you have when you talk about your family because it's a love. It's a love and it's a passion. And as you said, like anybody just do stuff, but you have to love it. You have to want to do it. And I, it's just, it's so beautiful. And I always think music is just one of those industries that no matter what, it hits you the right way, no matter what you're trying to get out of it. And so it's also clearly just brought your family together on a different level. And it has, it really has. Do you have a favorite song that you like to play on the drums? Um, not so much, not so much a favorite song, just, uh, nah, not really. I just, I like, uh, certain drummers and then they have like certain signature licks that, you know, I love playing. And if I like, in, if I'm in the mood, I might turn on like a, a shuffle kind of beat because they're fun to play. And, uh. Like I was showing my grandson yesterday, I was playing um, I've Got a Woman by Ray Charles, but John Mayer does it. And so his drummer, Steve Jordan, has this signature lick that he plays. And so my grandson wanted to know what it was. And he and it's hard for somebody who's not a real drummer. And uh, he picked it up. He was over there on that blue kid over there. And he. He got it. He was, we were playing it together. So I th think the day after school, we'll, we'll do a little video and playing it too. I love it. And okay, last thing is, what advice do you have for someone who will say might have it or lacks the confidence or is just really young and just starting out? What advice do you have for someone? And it doesn't need to pertain to just drumming it can be yeah. music or following your passion what advice do you have for those people who aren't sure if they should tap into this well you never know until you try it and i have met so many people in person and so many people through comments that say i used to play in middle school and i was actually pretty good and then High school, I started, you know, football or whatever it was. And, and then I got a job and now I'm 40 and I wish that I had kept it up. So I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to buy a practice pad and I'm going to start. And, you know, then I start encouraging them. But if you have that passion when you're younger, you really need to do the best that you can do to try to get the opportunity to do it. If it's an instrument, you you need to go out of your way to find a way to to get the money. 
donations or, you know, work cutting grass in your neighborhood or whatever. Follow your passion. Don't think about the passion and never follow up with it. Because then you're going to be like these, like I have several older virtual drum students now that wished that they had taken this up earlier because you're older and things just don't work as easily as they do when you're, you're younger. You don't, you don't uh, understand them as well either. When they're young and you show them something, they don't really, you know, they just do it. They don't really technically think and break things down. But my advice is, you know, do it. Don't wait to do it when you when you turn 60 or whatever. Taking piano lessons at 60, you're going to take it's going to take a long long time to get to where you want to be rather than if you start when you're young. I like I'm it. the organist at my church. So I did I took those six lessons but I still I still play I play keyboards and piano. Do it, you know. That's my advice. I I love it. I, and it it clearly worked out for you. I mean, look at you now inspiring everyone to follow their passion and creating beautiful relationships with your family. I mean, what what more could you ask for? <laughs> I know, I'm so lucky, so blessed. <laughs> I'm glad that you took that chance when you were younger and I'm glad that you took time out of your early morning to come chat with me. I just can't wait to watch more videos and I'm going to show some of my younger cousins who are starting to play drums and aren't so confident, but we'll, we'll see where it takes them. Well, the other thing is you can't learn a, a professional instrument in three months or two months. It takes time. That's the other thing people say. Uh, I had a lady say she went and played at a gig, and she said, "I've only been playing two weeks now, not drum, uh, not the gig two weeks, but drums in two weeks." And she wondered why she couldn't play such and such a song. It takes longer than two weeks. Even if you're a natural-born musician, it still it takes a lot of work. To, yeah, you still have to learn all the techniques. Yeah. Um, drum rudiments, just like chords and notes on a piano. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it takes a lot longer than two weeks. Yeah. But then it's worth it. Then it's worth it's it. so worth it. Well, thank you so much. It was so nice chatting with you. I hope you have a nice long rest of your day because <laughs> it's <Thanks>. so early. <laughs> and I can't wait to see more videos. Yep. They'll, they'll be there. Great. Well, enjoy your day. Enjoy your time with your grandchildren. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder.